All right, guys, Eric Bosnian here, going to give you guys the core plays for the Players' Championship. It is finally back after that kind of one-year hiatus, that one-year kind of tease round. We had that every shot, every golfer, where we only got to see one round. The 9-5 player pool was doing pretty well there. Hideki was a top-five play that week. He was in first place after round one. Webb and Daniel Berger were also top five plays that week. They were top ten, so a little bit of a tease last week. Uh, real quick, the Discord challenge. Winner last week was Evan Speckman. I'll be leaving you a comment there to send me a message on Twitter. So you won, you get the link to enter the nine to five Discord chat. And then just kind of touching on that, all you have to do to enter into that contest this week is like the video, be subscribed, and then also leave a comment on the page, kind of going over your best pick. But let's get into the coverage here for the Players' Championship. All right, so getting to the players that are in the best recent form. And just to let you guys know, all this is taken sunday afternoon or so uh before the closing of the arnold palmer invitational so it's going to be a little bit skewed a little bit that way but still for the most part it's going to be accurate obviously the stats will be a little bit different as well but for the most part we have a pretty solid pitcher um so starting off we got victor hovland obviously victor hovland has been playing some great golf i mean three straight t5 or better finishes kind of same thing for tony finau uh 14th second second and fourth place finish he's been electric paul casey as well surprisingly he played well this at the API, he's going to finish probably top 15 or so. Um, then a fifth and eighth place finish. Patrick Cantlay has been absolutely dominating. Matthew Fitzpatrick as well. He's someone that could climb up this board a little bit, just given his play at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, depending on how he finishes. But he has been playing great as well. And 11th and a fifth before that. Uh, John Rahm continues to play great golf. Xander, same thing with him. Kind of fell off at the waste management a little bit, or at the WGC, sorry, with a 39th. But before that, a 15th, a second, and a second. Louis Oosthuizen, yes, a little bit, but he did withdraw. Kind of a worry there, but he had six, 11th, and a 29th place finish. Kyle Morikawa really vaulted after that victory, a first, a 43rd, and a 7th place finish. And then before that, a 7th place finish as well. Then Webb Simpson as well, casually just playing his good golf that he always does, a 6th, a 42, and then a 4th place finish as well. Um, so we get the kind of a good picture of who has been playing some good recent golf. Some other players popping up a little bit, Max Homa, Will Zatorres, um, Terrell Hatton, Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Tringale. You know, those are just some other players as well. Bryson will probably vault up there a little bit as well. But let's get into the players with good course history. And I just want to show you guys two players have asterisks there, Joel Dahman and Abraham Manser. Um, that's for the caveat that they only played here once. And also, Abraham Manser last year, he was struggling. I think he was like plus one, which, you, you know, you never know. Gets a favorable tee time in round two, and he could have made the cut. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt there. But Adam Scott, this guy has been great here at this course. A 12th, 11th, 6th, and 12th. Great course history for him. Webb Simpson playing well as well at this course. 16th, 1st, and 16th place finish. Um, last year, he was top 10 as well uh, after the first round. So great for him there. DJ popping up. 15th, 17th, 12th, and 28th place finish. He looks to bounce back after a really struggling WGC event. Tommy Fleetwood casually popping up here. 5th, 7th, and 41st. He actually played well uh at the api as well so that could catch some people's eye this week 7.9 from this week is pretty interesting jason day another player kind of been streaky this year um coming off of three straight good events he has an eighth a fifth a 60th and a first place finish here and then kind of rounding out we got um jt posting cameron tringale and bryson DeChambeau. really nothing great from those guys so there's kind of a huge drop off there between um really um jason day and then everyone else kind of was just kind of lumped in 
um, together. Then get into the key stats for this week. We are going to be looking at effective greens gained, which is the nine to five stat, and then also effective drives gained as well. Another nine to five stat there for this tournament. I'm kind of using some combination stats to make those two stats. You know, it's one where you do have to be hitting the ball accurately, but you also have to be hitting greens and regulation. Same thing. Um, yeah, just greens and regulation, stroke skin approach. Um, just kind of combining all that and then off the tee as well we want to be looking at that as well so i just kind of did a bunch of combination stats you guys can look at the course preview video that i posted before this to kind of get a bigger breakdown of kind of why i'm looking at that uh birdie to bogey ratio as well i'm kind of flip-flopping between bogey avoidance and birdie to bogey ratio so in this video you'll see bogey avoidance probably come monday i'll be on birdie to bogey ratio Pretty much the same thing. Uh, bogey avoidance a little bit better in predicting who's going to make the cut. And birdie to bogey ratio going to be a little bit better for you guys in terms of deciding who's going to have that higher upside. Par 5 scoring. If they're scoring on par 5s and not making many bogeys, they're going to make the cut and play well, obviously. And we also are going to be looking at ball striking. So players that you know check those boxes staff it wise and once again this is before the arnold palmer invitational so some of these could change but no surprise here we got webb simpson sanjay and joaquin neiman daniel berger victor hovland uh, ryan palmer sam burns emiliano grillo cameron tringali russell henley no real surprises there at all all those guys have been really playing some great golf for a lot of them it's just a matter of putting it all together for a solid week so no surprises there really but now for the moment you guys have been waiting for let's get into the picks and core plays for this week all right guys so get into the picks for the high tier range once again i'm just going to be highlighting four to five players each and every week in each price point range so i'm going to be starting it off with actually Pretty much the core play of the week. Going to be tough to avoid him. It's going to be Webb Simpson here, guys. As you guys can see on the uh, cheat sheet here, 10th in recent form, uh, second in course history, and first in stat rank. So really just checking all the boxes there, and we'll pull up the reasons why. So 6th, a 42nd, and a 4th place finish recently at this course, a 16th, a 1st place finish, and a 16th place finish. Going back to last year once again as well, he was top 10 after the first round there. So, you know, kind of just checking the boxes there. He has continued his great golf this year as well. We look at effective drives gained eighth in that, 18th in ball striking, third in bogey avoidance, 14th in strokes gained total, total putting, 35th, uh, 11th in par five scoring, and 36th in effective greens gained. So everything is really aligning for Webb Simpson this week. And yes, we kind of know the theme this year has been, you know, when a player is checking all the boxes and we have no reason to fade them, that's going to be the reason to fade them. I just don't see that being the case with Webb Simpson this week. That typically happens more in the AK range, and there's a couple of plays there that could get us this week. But Webb Simpson this week kind of just seems like a lock. Easy core play for me this week. Now we get into two kind of interesting plays here with Colin Morikawa and Victor Hublin. And I'll touch on it by leading with Patrick Cantlay and Tony Finau here. So course history, I, I, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. I, I want to see a player have, you know... a a decent amount of course history here. So Patrick Hanley, he made the cut in his first two starts at this event and then missed the cut in 2019, but he is in great recent form and he's a pretty strong play. You know, if he can putt a little bit better, he's going to play well and he just needs to be a little bit better off the tee. 79th in effective drives gained, but 31st in effective greens gained, 6th in bogey avoidance, you know, 30th in um, ball striking. You know, I'm fine with him as a play. Overall, he ranks out 6th in the model. But, you know, course history there, a little bit iffy. And then Tony Fino as well. It took him a while to kind of get used to this course. Two missed cuts, a 57th, and a 22nd place finish. So it has been getting better. Obviously, Tony Fino has been in great recent form. A 14th, a 2nd, a 2nd, and a 4th place finish. 
excellent recent form. Um, he has the second best recent form, guys. Um, stat rank, he could be better there, but you know he's been playing so well recently that if we just look at his recent stats, yeah, we don't really have to worry about him as a play. But kind of my point with Tony Finau and Patrick Cantley is the course history because Victor Hovland and Kamar Kawa don't have that. But if we just look at them, you know, small picture wise, take out course history, they're still um top five in model rank actually victor Hovland ranks out first because of his great recent form i really don't want to knock them for not having course history but it is something that we have to slightly worry about but we'll talk about victor Hovland here 35th in effective drives gained um eighth in ball striking 46th in bogey points ninth in strokes gained total 88th in total putting 19th in par 5 scoring and uh 12th in effective greens gain honestly if i had to pick a player who this course kind of is perfect for it would be someone like victor hovland i've always said that victor hovland is just the young version of matt kuchar matt kuchar will touch on a little bit later but we saw he's just a player that does have good course history here as well so it kind of makes sense that you know similar players like that play well webb is a similar player as well obviously he has great course history and then colin morikawa kind of the same thing first 43rd and seventh place finish the worry with him is that he's coming off of that victory i uh, did take the week off so we don't have to really worry about that too much i don't think but still a little bit of a worry there first in effective greens gain sixth in effective drives gain ninth in ball striking 22nd in strokes in total if he can just putt a little bit we saw you know really the difference between these two events was putting if he can go out and putt well he's gonna have a spectacular week they're just a little bit of worry there with you know not having that real course experience so for me it's really web simpson and then we're gonna build a lot of our builds out from the mid-tier and low-tier price point ranges so let's get into those ranges right now all right, guys, so now moving on into the mid-tier price point range, we get into our second core play of the week. Honestly, this seems like a really bad misprice play, and it's kind of the play this week where it's like we have no reason to fade him, so I'm a little bit worried that that could be the reason to fade him. Now, course history could be a little bit better, 67th, 57th, 65th, and 9th place finish. That's kind of the worry there with him. But he does have that top 30 finish in the last five years, not last four years, once again. Um course history and recent yeah course history data really does drop off from the fourth year to the fifth year and then really from the fifth year beyond so you know take it with a grain of salt that in 2016 he had ninth place finish but you know four straight made cuts that's great he's made three out of four straight cuts in a row 35th first missed cut and seventh place finish so pretty solid there but overall he's the fourth best at rank play what i really like about him is that he has no weaknesses in his game right now the worst stat that he has is effective drives gain where he ranks 35th or 38th and that everything else is just spectacular really no real reason to expect that daniel berger would go out and struggle this week i really love kind of where his game is at right now coming off of the victory it's nice to see him had that top 35 finish has another week off to kind of mentally reset he should be good to go for the players championship and you know if his mind is in the right mindset the sky's the limit with daniel berger this week so at that price point does make a lot of sense and then we're going to get into two players who if you want to catch some i guess upside they're right here so we'll start with Hideki, who kind of has been struggling this year but only one missed cut out of his last five starts here um and he has pretty good course history eighth missed cut 22nd and seventh place finish if we look back to 2020 he was dominating this course he was in first place minus nine i think the next closest was minus seven so he was playing really well there not going to be the best stat rank play because he just hasn't been playing all that well but it is still nice to see him rank out top um 
have in the field still. So it does kind of worry you there. Um, somewhat okay, recent form, pretty solid course history. It could be a little bit better stat fit, but that's kind of the theme in this price point range, especially with someone like Jordan Speed, who, you know, still season long. And once again, this is going to get better from Sunday to Monday when the PGA Tour updates their stats. So he does rank out 113th in stat rank season long wise. Now that's probably going to drop down to about 80 um, here, but still, you know, you'd want it to be a little bit better. Um, overall, though, guys, he has been in great recent form. He's probably going to pop up into top 12 or so of recent form rank um, after we finalize the API, but he's probably going to have a top 10 finish there, a 15th, a third, and a fourth place finish recently. Course history is not going to be good, guys. He has been playing horrible, as we know, really over the last four years. So, you know, three missed cuts and one make cut. It is still going to be a risky play, but it's a risky play that you guys can make if you want to. Then we get into Paul Casey. So Paul Casey is kind of a player that I just can't stop playing for some reason. Had a good week uh, at the API, probably going to be a top 15 or so finish. And then a fifth and the eighth place finish. Relatively good course history. Um, missed cut in 2019 and then a 22nd and a 23rd place finish. You know, it could be a better stat fit as well. But once again, I think this is going to be significantly better. I think he's going to end up being a top 20 stat rank here after um, the Monday stats get in. But still not overly bad. You know, 60th in effective drives gain, 23rd in ball striking, 29th in bogey avoidance. That is all great. Part 5 scoring could be a little bit better, but he's not putting poorly. 76th in that, which is a great sign for Paul Casey. 93rd in effective greens gain. So we'd want that stat to be a little bit better as well. But overall, Paul Casey, I do like his play. 13th in the model this week. And to get him at that price point is absolutely spectacular. And then I do just want to mention two other players here real quick in this price point range, just for you guys, kind of bonus picks here. It is the players championship. So you guys are the players. We're trying to run that championship. Let's give you a couple more picks here. Um, Adam Scott, just tremendous course history here, guys. 12th, 11th, 6th, and 12th place finish. The thing with Adam Scott is, you know, he doesn't really play any easy events on the PGA Tour, so his stats are never overly that great. But still, ranking 100th is not that, you know, spectacular. And we can kind of see why. His most recent starts haven't been great. Only one top 35 finish here and that was the 10th at the farmers but he's a guy where he really can turn it up in his game really anytime and this is a highly appealing price point for him and then jason day as well you know he has strong course history here as well um he's probably going to finish with a top 25 finish at the api so he's coming off of three straight solid finishes kind of in descending form there 7th 18th and 25th or so whatever it ends up being but still not bad. You know, he's kind of checking all the boxes there. He's another guy where he's probably going to end up being, you know, right around a top 40 stat fit play as well. So, you know, Jason Day, he actually might end up being a little bit tough for me to pass up on. So now we get into the low tier, guys. This is going to be loaded. Oh, man. Let's go. All right, guys. So now moving down here into that low tier price point range, there are a lot of quality plays here. So honestly, it's really tough to only, you know, narrow it down to four players, but there were two players that really stood out to me. Um, we'll touch on those here, but let's start with Jason Kokrak here. Jason Kokrak coming off of another solid finish at the API, probably going to be around a top 15 finish, then a ninth, a 32nd, a 29th, and a 56th place finish. So he's in tremendous recent form, guys. Uh, overall, two made cuts and one missed cut. Uh, his last two stars here were made cuts, which are great. He's a top 20 stat rank play as well. Um, 52nd in effective drives gained, 16th in ball striking. 83rd in bogey avoidance, you know, that's kind of going to be the worry with him. 
um, but total putting second in that and then 48th in effective greens gain so really jason kolkrak sort of almost checking all the boxes you know if he had a little bit better start there tournament wise but overall jason kolkrak at 7.7 .7 does seem like a steal then another player at 7.7 .7 is going to be walking neiman now he does rank out well in the model kind of like victor hovland and colin morikawa <laughs> my problem with those two as a play it's like why would we pay those price points for those two players when we can't get walking neiman at you know, like a thousand two hundred, a thousand three hundred, a thousand four hundred cheaper for Joaquin Neiman, who is overly just as good of a play. So, you know, the WGC event, he kind of was just okay there. Um, Genesis made the cut, and then you know, at the Sony, he had a second place finish. He and then the event before that, the AS2SC, he had a second place finish as well. Um, you know, really strong stat rank. Every stat that we're looking at is T50 or better. Total putting ranks, you know, T50, effective drives gain 45th. Ball striking fourth, um, effective greens gain 26th. You know, Joaquin Neiman at this price point is a great GPP flyer play. Once again, no tournament history, so you worry there. But still, going to be a, a good play. And I'm going to struggle with kind of Victor Hovland and Kyle Morikawa's plays, knowing that I can get Joaquin Neiman at that price point. A very similar play. So another core play this week is going to be Cameron Tringali. Now, he didn't overly play that well at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Kind of had a, a good round one and then kind of struggled from there from what I saw. Uh, maybe, you know, finishes with a decent Sunday push there. But still, recent form has been there. 26th, 7th, 17th, 18th, and 56th place finish. The guy has been electric, okay? course history wise hasn't played here in the last two years and by that i mean 2019 and 2018 but before that 35th place finish and 16th place finish he is the ninth best stat rank play in the field effective drives gained is 96 could be better than that but every other stat that we're looking at is t37 or better par 5 scoring uh 37th uh ball striking 34th effective greens gain 23rd uh total putting 21st you know top nine stat rank play top Five in the model this week once again this is on sunday i don't see that changing that much maybe down to seventh but cameron tringale at 7.2 is an absolute steal to me i think he's gonna be a great play but another core play for me this week is going to be chris kirk wow this guy has kind of changed his career around he has been playing great so He's going to have a top 10 or 12 or 15 place finish at the API, most likely playing great golf there. He's a guy that I got on a lot later on in the week at the API, ended up being a high exposure play. So recent form wise, you know, that top probably 16 place finish last week and then a 16th at Pebble Beach, miscut at Waste Management, may cut at the AMX, uh, top 16 place finish, and then a second at the Stony Open. Uh, course history wise 56 46 and 12th place finish so excellent course history it is descending there which does worry you a little bit but other than that guys pretty solid play he could be a little bit better in par 5 scoring ranks 107th in that effective greens gain 110 in that uh strokes gain total 72nd but um effective drives gain 17th ball striking 51st bogey points 8th total putting 27th so you know, he hasn't been making that many bogeys and, you know, he's just been hitting the ball overly pretty well as a whole. Top 30 stat fit, top 16 in the model. Both Cameron Tringale and Chris Kirk to me are fantastic plays given their price point. Going to be tough to pass up on those players at those price point ranges. All right, guys. So now closing out here in the value tier price point range, that 6.9 and below price point range here. So Brian Harmon is casually popping there. Um, none of these guys have an over 60% chance to make the cut. I should make that known because it's going to be a difficult week. And now, yes, that might change 
with the Monday updates, but it's not going to change by that much. Maybe Charlie Hoffman, who I'll touch on in a second, and like Steele and Grillo might get bumped up to like 61 or so percent, but it's not going to be anything too crazy. But Brian Harmon here, guys. So Brian Harmon has been playing some quality golf recently, 43rd, 39th, 36th, 8th, and 56th place finish. And all that being said, you know, he only ranks out 57th best stat fit in the field. So, you know, typically speaking, Brian Harmon this year has been top 50% in the field for stat rank play. Um, I'd probably say top 60% in the field in each event. And that's kind of what we get this week, you know, overly decent recent form and, you know, quality, um, tournament history, eighth miscut 53rd and 54th place finish. Um, you know, there's no real reason to play him, but if you're down there at a value price point range, he's a great quality lineup filler. If your guys are trying to make a lineup work that you guys feel really good about closing it out, you know, five of the six players that you have going and you end up in his price point range, you know, it's going to be tough to find a better play that gives you that much confidence. So Brian Harmon at that range, I don't mind. Then Emiliano Grillo. So he is getting a little bit skewed recent form wise because one, he played well at the API, which we don't have up there just yet. And then he also played well at the Puerto Rico Open where he had a top 10 finish. Um, so, you know, we could factor that in there and then he'd be decent. But before those two events, he had a miscut and then a 22nd and then a miscut and then 37th and a 47th place finish. So he's kind of been hit or miss, if you will, but for a value price point play, you just want them to make the cut. And Emiliano Grillo is going to be a top 10 stat rank play this week. Um, once again, he's one of those players where he just sucks at putting 108th in that and 83rd and par five scoring, but everything else is T24 or better. Strokes gain total 24th, effective drives gain 14th, effective greens gain sixth, <laughs> ball striking 11th and seventh in bogey avoidance. You know, he's kind of almost checking all the boxes here. Uh, I actually don't mind Emiliano Grillo as a play, especially at this price point, 6.7. It's going to be highly appealing for me. You guys will have to check in possibly on the Wednesday live stream to see how much I'm still on him. Kind of the same thing for Brennan Steele here, who he also made the cut at the API and, you know, quality recent form, 43rd, 34th, 30th, 21st, and 4th place finish. Uh, course history-wise, could be a little bit better, but three out of four to make cuts. Um, his most recent start here was a miscut, however. Uh, 51st at fit, which, once again, looking at a value play, it's just nice to see them be top 50% in the field as a stat rank play. Then we look at Charlie Hoffman. He's a guy I think is going to see a huge boost here um, come Monday. So right now, he ranks out 51st in the model, which, you know, that might not change all too much because he has bad course history three missed cuts and a top 30 finish. So kind of been hit or miss there with Charlie Hoffman, but recent form is going to end up with like a top 10 or so top 15 or so finish here. I think at the API. And if you just look at when he's been healthy, you know, he had two withdrawals in a row and then a missed cut, but since then a seventh, a 52nd and probably a top 20 finish. We'll just say um, when he's been healthy, Charlie Hoffman has been playing some great golf and overall top 26 stat rank play. So, you know, if we get news that he might be a little bit banged up from the API, then, you know, maybe we just fade him. But if we don't get any of that news, Charlie Hoffman at this price point range is going to be a quality play. But that is all I have for you guys for this video. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please give me a like and subscribe. If you guys want to use the tools here at 9to5sports, it's $10 a month. It's the best value in PGA DFS. Really can't beat it. So I hope you guys join. If you don't, uh, please give me a like and subscribe. Also, do have the Discord challenge here as well. Um, all you have to do is leave a comment and like the video and you are entered in the discord challenge. We give out one invite to the nine to five discord chat there each and every week. So that could be you. If you just, you know, leave a like and a comment. All right. Thanks guys. And as always, let's keep cashing.